Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another online darts daily podcast from the Premier League. Yes, we are back. And, 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 and the fans were back tonight in Milton Keynes. Normality is on its way back. We are there. We are within touching distance of having full capacity crowds roll on Blackpool at the match play in the Winter Garden. So what we hope will be a full capacity crowd. Uh, tonight, though, we're going to review uh, night 13 of the Premier League, which has given up some interesting results tonight. Uh, alongside me to discuss everything that went on, uh, Lee Boyce and Charlie Hopper. Uh, Lee, I'm going to start with you because you were one of the fortunate 800 or so to be in the venue tonight. How good was it? when Johnny Mack started calling out those players' names to be there for the walk-ons again, to be cheering in that first 180 that Gary Emerson treated us to, just three darts into the match. Oh, it was so good. It was so good to be back. Uh, yeah, Anderson straight away, two 180s in the first leg. Uh, one of one of the highlights of it, just to have them 180 shouts straight away. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very good to be back in there. And I think as the week um, builds up to that, semi-final and final on Friday night. It's only going to get better and better. So really looking forward to it now, uh, the rest of the week. But very good to be back. Very good to have a crowd in. Very good to have that atmosphere building as the night goes on. But yeah, very good night. Darts-wise, not a classic, I think, across the four games. But just to have the fans back in made it what it was. If I'm not mistaken, weren't you one of the lucky ones to be in at Christmas as well? Weren't you one of the ones in that one day that we had fans there? Yeah, I was as well. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to rub it into everyone listening to say <laughs> both. Um, but yeah, I was lucky enough to be at that one as well. Um, and I think it was probably similar in the in the sense of the the quality. We didn't really see that first night of the world as we haven't seen tonight. But that's the difference with this week, isn't there? That's going to build up and the players that used to having the fans back in. But yeah, I was lucky enough to have a. 
both of those nights. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to the rest of the week. And I think there's certainly one result that has made it, has kept it very, very interesting. At one end, not necessarily at the other end. Before we go on to all four of the night's games, Charlie, do you think, as Lee said there, we didn't quite get the best standard that opening night of the World Championships. It's the first night back for the players in two weeks. And obviously they had to deal with playing in front of a live audience again, which isn't a normal live audience for a PDC game. Normally you've got some sort of stands around the outside. It's, it's much more vocal, if not at minimum double the size of what, we're in the Marshall Arena tonight. Do you think that made a difference to the standards? Yeah, look, I think there was a real mixed bag of um, of results tonight, and you know, I'm really jealous that that Lee is one of the fortunate few to to get into the arena because um, you know it's great to see crowds back again watching uh, live dance. But I think it was it it wasn't like a, at times there was a collective noise of fans and at times you could just hear the individual remarks so I think it was a lot it was a lot to take on for the players but I think they'll be um they'll have been surprised by by just how much noise the the crowd made and it'll take them a couple of nights to probably um you know climatize to that because they've had so long in, a, in an empty arena but um look we've had a real mixed bag of results and a couple of them have, have really you know sort of sent the Premier League into into one direction where where the the bottom may be near enough sorted. So um, for the players, I bet they'll they'll be absolutely delighted in the in their rooms tonight. Um, you know, thinking that crowds are back and and went back to some sort of normality. Yeah, one player. Then let, let's start here. One player who is very very pleased the crowds are back. Probably one of the main benefactors from having a crowd at all. A man that hadn't won his last two games was starting to perhaps edge out of that top four. Nathan Aspinall, lads, comes absolutely roaring back with an 8-3 victory over Marco Van Gogh. 96 average for the pair, um, pretty level in that, uh, but 8 on 14 on the checkouts for Aspinall. Just 3 of 10 for Van Gogh in Lee, who, surprisingly for me, didn't get the reaction from the crowd that I think he was expecting when he first walked out. Yeah, it was, it was very strange. I was watching the body language of both players when they walked out, and Aspinall, obviously... Straight away, was pumping the crowd up as he come out, and MVG was looking over. You could see him standing there, ready for his out. And then, as soon as MVG stood there, there was a few boos, which surprised me a little bit. And it seemed like it had an impact on him early on, with Aspinall having a very, very uh, strong start. The the one twenty was massive, and um, for Aspinall at that point, but it seemed to have an impact on uh, a negative impact on MVG, which. I think everyone was expecting it to be quite the opposite. Yeah, especially, Charlie, with the absence of Gerwin Price from this tournament. We're so used to seeing him be the pantomime villain for the crowd. We know that James Wade perhaps doesn't always have the best relationship with the crowd. I thought there'd be far more obvious targets to be the villain of the evening for the crowd to react to that than Michael Van Gerwen, who for the last couple of months has built himself up and, and, and tried to foster that that relationship with the crowd a little bit more while they've not been here. Yeah, I mean, look, I was sat watching the uh, 
the MVG game, and I, I did think to myself, what would it be like if if Gerwin Price was here? Because he he naturally does get quite fueled by the crowd, and and that seems to spur him on well. But um, look, I think probably MVG was was maybe a little bit shocked that he didn't get the reception that he he kind of wanted, and it, and it showed with the with the game between uh, him and, and and Nathan Aspinall. I mean, um, it it just seemed to be a case of whatever um, I can do, he can do much better, and and MVG just didn't get a break tonight, um, albeit with only thirty percent. On 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 the doubles as well, um, but he'll be he'll have been shocked by that. But I think you know the professional that he is, he'll now know what the what the standard is with, in terms of the crowd, and and I'd expect him to to bounce back um, tomorrow night. Yeah, let's talk about the action then. Early doors, Nathan Aspinall taking out a really important Shanghai to win the opening leg. Uh, goes on to lead five one. MVG fires back a one two two to get back to five two. Wins the next to go five three as well. And at that point, Lee, you sort of were expecting him to find that extra gear that we're so used to seeing from him, that we were so... We we were proclaiming he was back two weeks ago in that block of three because he just had that extra step when he needed it. But Aspinall kicked him to the ground with a a 13-dart leg of his own. um, And MVG never troubled the scoreboard again, really. Yeah, it was one of those that, as a complete neutral for Aspinall and Van Derwin, it was one that I wanted Aspinall to win just on the basis that if MVG won, he had that three-point gap. And I think for me, that would have probably been enough and still run away with winning the lead. There was that little, as you mentioned, the one-two-two. And then I think it was a one-ten um, to make it five-three. And then I expected, and I think people watching it probably are expected, to see MVG then fight back and challenge Aspinall. But there was just something tonight in Aspinall that, he has one who spoke a lot about the fans being back and how much it means to him. It it's shown tonight with uh, Aspinall. It was a very, very good performance. Like I says, other than them two lads, Aspinall looked in control. The 120 checkout was uh, very big at the time to um, make that lead 4-1. And then he pushed on. And then after MVG missed two, Aspinall went 5-1. And he was just in control throughout of that. The worrying thing for MVG would be that the doubles, 30%. Three out of ten just isn't good enough. But for the rest of the week, he's got himself in a good position that probably one win will do enough. And you'd expect then Tom Friday, he'll be comfortable. He'll probably have some fans back on his side and he'll be in a good position to uh, push on for the semi-finals and final. Yeah, I think you're right. I still expect him to make the finals, but actually a bad run here in the build-up to that could be massive for me because for me... He's just looked... Look, the darts have been there or they haven't been there at times, and that tells me that everything about the struggles are a little bit mental. And for me, this shows another weakness. We just built him up for three days, did a lot of talking. For me, I'm still the best player in the world, which, actually, Nathan Aspinall agrees with, and you'll hear him from in a second. But he's just opened himself up to that little bit of an attack now. And if tomorrow night doesn't go his way, against Gary Anderson, who is borderline on the brink of not getting there after tonight. We'll, we'll get onto that in a bit. Michael could be in a bit of trouble. Um, but yeah, like I said, let's listen to Nathan Aspinall's post-match interview as the table topper with three nights to go discusses how tonight went and his respect for Michael Van Gerwen. Nathan, many congratulations on this. How about the smile on your face that you're excited by what happened there for months? You've been telling us. Get the fans back in, <laughs> we will see the real Nathan Aspen on there. 
I loved every minute of it. It wasn't the real Nathan. Um, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't the best performance, but I did. As Michael would say, the right things at the right times. Uh, I took two, two great shots out. The two one twenties were woman, woman again. Um, and I think Michael felt it a bit tonight with the with the crowd. Um, me and Michael out, out of the the eight lads that are left, probably we're the guys that give it the most on stage. And we, I think. I can't speak for him, but I was certainly ready for a, a shouting fest, um, adrenaline, um, you know, a fantastic game of darts, and it just didn't pan out like that. Um, but I dug deep, and the crowd were fantastic tonight. It was on my side, it was cheering me all the way, and um, I got the win. And uh, as you know, I'm a massive football fan, and when they started singing like England songs and that, that gave me an like extra 5%, and uh, yeah, it was a very, very good two points. The 120 where you went top double 10. Yeah. That celebration, that's arguably one of the biggest celebrations <laughs> we've ever seen in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, you know, that's what I need. And it's, you know, you, you have me, Gezi, uh, Michael, um, who else was it? Probably not many more, <laughs> but, you know, that that for me, and, and, and Michael appreciates that, that's not me trying to be a, a barracking person. It just gets me pumped up and fueled and end of day we're all here to, to win titles and earn money. And, you know, that, that celebration gets the fans on my side and gets them cheering for me in the next leg. And, you know, that's that's kind of why you do it. And it was a great shot. Um, you know, it wasn't my best performance tonight by any stretch, but I've been waiting for this moment for a long, long time. And to to beat Michael, especially how I beat him 8-3, um, I think I'm back top now, maybe. I'm back top, back, back top. I'm back top. You know, what a fantastic night. Extra pressure on you after the last block yeah. where you back-to-back -back defeats was unlike you. You played some great stuff up until then. Did you feel it a little bit coming into tonight? I did, yeah, because I've not practiced particularly well. Um, <laughs> I've practiced, been practicing with Gary, and it, it was embarrassing. He was absolutely destroying me. Um, I I kind of put too much pressure on myself the last block because I thought to myself, "We got three wins." There'd be no pressure on me this week. You can't think like that. You're playing the best players in the world, and that's something I've learned again. Um, so obviously, I've come into this refreshed. I've been away with the family. Had a fantastic week away with the with the kids in Kirsty. And um, you know, I'm thinking, just go there, enjoy it. The fans are back. This is what you want. I've got a lot of friends and, and family coming down over the course of the week. And uh, yeah, just 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 enjoyed it tonight. I really, really did. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, then, but going, in, going into the Premier League, I, w I was playing pretty poor. So, because I started playing well, I thought carry on on that wave. Um, but yeah, it, it was a bad decision. Um, it, it wasn't. To be fair, my manager told me to pull out, and I said no. Um, you know, I'm greedy for titles. Do you, do you know what I mean? I thought I could win a couple out there, but it didn't work out. Um, I needed that bit of bit of downtime because I'm doing my house up as well. I'm living at my dad's house, which isn't ideal. Uh, we needed that bit of downtime, bit of family time, and we've had that. And I come back here and refreshed, like head is so clear, and I'm ready for a, for a big weekhead. Congratulations, Michael. Cheers, Thanks. You mentioned earlier how nervous you were. How pleased are you with the way you managed to control all Yeah, very happy. I think that's something I've learned over the, over the years. Um, you know, it stems back to when I was younger. I wasn't a very confident person. Um, but yeah, I think over the years the experience from playing in front of big crowds has certainly helped me tonight. Yeah, I think so. Um, he, he didn't settle for the whole game. 
Uh, but like I've said earlier, he, we both expected each other to come out with fireworks, giving it some, and it just didn't happen. And I just think I dealt with the situation a little bit better than Michael did. He wasn't great tonight, his scoring wasn't there, his finishing wasn't there, his adrenaline wasn't there. But listen, Michael for me is still the best player in the world and when he's playing like you have to grab hold of him, knock him down, knock him down a bit more and take what you can off him and I've done that tonight. This puts you both on 17 points in the race for top spot and it's very much back on that, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. After a disappointing three days um, last time, um, it's important for me to kick off this week with a big win. And can't get much bigger than beating Michael 8-3. Uh, puts him back on top of the table and again, it's back in my hands now. Okay, on to match number two we're going to talk about tonight, boys. And it was, in fact, match number two on the night as well. Um, Jose de Souza getting over the line just about 8-6 against Dimitri Vandenberg. Um, at times, Charlie, a special performance from the special one. Yeah, I think he did just... He did enough, didn't he, to get over the line. It, it probably wasn't the greatest game between the both, but look, it, it shows what what sort of form he's in, and it, and you know he'll be he'll be taking a lot of, he'll take a lot of confidence from this um, from this game. Um, albeit the both both players, the checkouts weren't weren't at a high percentage. He averaged a hundred, um, did the special one, and I think that'll be a result that will will probably go quite a long way um, for him. Uh, and he, he just needs a good run, doesn't he, in in, in the week uh, in in the block that we've got now um, and it could come down to legs one um, for, for any player to qualify so um, for him and, and the special one that's a, it's probably a huge result and Dimi will be uh, bitterly disappointed that he's come out on the on the wrong end of it Completely agree and Lee I don't want to sit here and gloat too much because I've had other results not going my way tonight but that's Jose unbeaten in five now I was tipping him to be comfortably second by the time this last block finishes and we head into finals night on Friday, he's putting himself in a really good position after beating someone that he was arguably fighting for that position for, Dimitri Vandenberg. Yeah, it's the only thing with Jose, and I know we've spoke about it, Dob, is around the running that he's got. He's got the most difficult running of any player, but what a way to start. Uh, any sort of win over Dimmy is a good win, even though Looking at recent run, Dimmy's not in the form, but a very good win for Jose. Um, that the last lead was, and there was an opportunity there after Dimmy only started with a forty-three and Jose one eighty, and that that was good to see from Jose. And it like says that now five or six players fighting for them top four. It keeps it very very interesting. Uh, there's there's one part in that game that for me was. It was entertaining to be in um, the probes to see when Jose left 17 at treble 18. He stepped back at the time and you just heard someone from the crowd shouting 16 left to him. And it was a Jose moment that he didn't seem very happy about, but he, he was there asking the uh, story of what was left. But he took it out in the end, smack band in the middle. And, and that was good to see from Jose because there's a lot of questions about how he would play with fans because we haven't seen the best of him with fans yet. So it was a very good win for Joe Zodisosa tonight. Yeah, personally, from, from what well, you were there, you'd know better than us, but actually the crowd seemed to take to him pretty early, I thought. They really gave him that bit of a boost, especially for Dimmy, who was the entertainer, came out dancing, was g the crowd up a bit. I thought they, they took to Jose quite respectfully and got on with him. He's become some sort of idol to darts fans, I think, because he is so 
zany almost is, is looking for a better adjective. Um, you mentioned a count at the end. There was a couple of moments again tonight where you're looking at him going, what are you doing? Um, ones that stick to mind, 265 and he throws a 140, but only it was scored 80 after two darts and needed to switch to guarantee to leave a finish. Didn't. Um, 84 with Dimmy sat on 116. This was either ballsy or very, very stupid, but he went 2016 going for the treble instead of the 14 to go for the ball. Paid off for him in the end, won the leg five darts later after Dimmy had missed a couple. Um, and a 303, actually. I'll give him credit where credit's due on 303. He did start on 19. So he is starting to get there, but he does still have those moments. And look, you just mentioned about how difficult is running, Lee. And for me, Charlie, he just has this thing about him where the big wins we've seen from Jose in the last year, in the last 18 months, I've always been from a position where he is comfortably in front. He has to start early, get out the blocks or, or have a big session somewhere. Because like we saw tonight, he gets a bit tense when your opponent starts coming back at you, when you're nearing that finishing line, as he let Dimmy get a few more legs on the board than probably he deserved tonight. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you've just got to look back. I mean, what is he? He's on... Um... Beating, if you look back at his last five, unbeaten results, in five, yeah, yeah so he's, un, he's unbeaten in five, and and the, the three wins that he's had has been eight six, eight one, and eight three. So he, he just needs to get away early doors. I think he probably knows that. Um, and I think was it the weird game that he he'd lost? Um, he gave away so many legs towards yeah. the back end of that game, and, and and he threw it away. So I think as soon as the opponent starts to show a little bit, which, you know, you're naturally going to get, he, he does get a little bit twitchy. So for him, it's, it's paramount that he gets out in front, uh, he gets his scoring going, which, you know, the 180s, uh, today, were, he, he was outscored by Vandenberg in that in that category. But as soon as he gets out in front, there's, there's no stopping um, Jose. And look, I think it, he'll have loved it tonight in front of the, in front of the crowd. And, um, you know, it's been a while since he's had a crowd there. So it's, it's been great to see him get a win um, in front of the crowd rather than in an empty arena. Yeah, completely agree. And like you just said, that, that point that he slipped up against James Wade, the seven, or we did the same two nights previous to that as well, uh, against Peter Wright. He'd be outright top. I know it's all if, buts and maybes, but those two points where he's let his opponent stay in the game, Jose D'Souza would be leading the Premier League with three nights to go if he'd got over the line in those. And it's just how he's going to focus and, and keep that action going under pressure, I guess, as it comes down to these crucial stages. Uh, a word on Dimmy Boys. 1-1 in his last five games. Found himself headlining the Premier League at one point. Um, he's dropped out of the top four now. Worrying signs for the Dream Maker as it effectively becomes a five-way shootout. And currently, he is in last position. Yeah, it, what a big game it is tomorrow night. Um, I know we've spoke about Peter Wright and now I think we're looking at James Wade who can potentially be the spoilers for the week. There's a massive opportunity for Peter Wright to be the spoiler uh, next week. I'm um, sorry, tomorrow on Dimmer next week. I'm thinking the old world tomorrow uh, with Dimmer. But it's a massive day for Dimmer, a massive day. Um, and I know we'll touch upon tomorrow's night's action, but it's a must win. The run he's had in the past um, five nights of action, it's a must win for Dimmer. Completely agree. And a win for Dimmy would make Peter Wright mathematically eliminated tomorrow. But we will get to that later on. Uh, 
One more thing before we move on. Jose Souza mentioned his run, mentioned how I'm backing him. A couple of us are. I saw a stat earlier, boys, from our friend uh, Lendl at FDI. According to his prediction system, which is pretty good, is his form ranking system, Jose de Souza is now favourite to win the Premier League with a 29% chance after tonight. Just food for thought, especially you, Mr. Eaton, as you're editing this later on. I hope you catch that one. As you told me, he had absolutely no chance. And I was talking rubbish when I said he was going to comfortably finish second. But like you said, Lee, big, big games ahead for Jose de Souza in the remaining three nights of the league phase of the Premier League. Um, game number three, boys, we're going to talk about tonight is the opening match of the night. Um, I still... Cannot believe the scoreline finished the way it did. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the stats at, at people in a minute, and then I'm gonna give some context to the stats, and you just won't believe it. Johnny Clayton tonight was absolutely brutal on the outer ring. 101 average, uh, eight from 14 check uh, checkout success rate, three one eighties, super. Gary Anderson averaged 104, three one eighties of his own, but was one from eight on the checkouts. Now, if I tell you six of the seven on the outer ring that he missed were a bullseye, because that was what he was being limited to. He didn't get a chance to come back and mop any of those up. That's how good a performance it was. Clutch doubling from Johnny Clayton tonight, Lee, as he wraps up an 8-1 victory over the Flying Scotsman. Yeah, it, being in there tonight and watching that and then seeing the stats afterwards of the 101 and then 104 was very surprising to see that Anderson had performed as well as he has on the averages, but only got one leg. Um, but full credit to Nelson Clayton, it seems like everything. Um, and it was one who I was certainly looking at and thinking, will it benefit Anderson more? Um, having the fans back in, I thought it would. Fans got behind Anderson early on. Um, but then looking back on the run that Anderson had before this break, we all said that if Anderson would have played in the night after the last night of the Premier League, then Anderson would have been clear favourite for it. That little break, how much practice has Anderson put in, as we always talked about, um, and Clayton benefited from that as the doubles were just outstanding. Well, that being said, mate, he did still average 104 with one from eight on the doubles, so his scoring was pretty good. And actually, Charlie, it looked like he, he had kept that momentum and that Going up, the release of Gary Anderson's darts tonight looked so much better. He's got spanked 8-1 tonight, right? But the release of his darts looked so much better than when he beat Dimmy with a 8-4 with 107 average. It sounds absolutely stupid to say, but they, they just looked like they were coming out of the hand so much nicer tonight until he had a dart at the bullseye. Yeah, look, I think Gary will, will probably have gone back to his hotel room and and what he'll have probably spoke to to his missus and whatever, and he'll have probably just said, "I I, I don't know how, I don't know what what I was, what else I was meant to do because Johnny Clayton was pretty rampant, wasn't he tonight?" And you know that's that's what we've been accustomed to seeing recently. The the Welshman seems to just be able to uh, to run through his opponents, and for Gary. Um, it's great to see that the darts were coming out a lot better, but to have only been restricted to, to as you said, the, the bullseye at, at best a lot of the time, it, 
it will just be a complete shocker for him. And I think it won't be a performance that he'll look back on and think, do you know what, um, this this went wrong, this went wrong. I think he was, he was just beaten by the better man on the day. And that's sometimes what happens. Um, but for him, and well, for Johnny Clayton, uh, what a performance. He'll take huge confidence going into the, to, to the rest of the week. I mean, if you want a, a moment in the game that just sums up the entire match, if you haven't seen it, ladies and gentlemen, leg number eight, Gary Anderson is on 125. He hits the bullseye, the 25, and then deflects off the one the darts were there and hits another 25. He misses the bullseye. Johnny Clayton steps up 124 and pings the bullseye, plumb, third dart in hand. And you're just like, the wry smile that came out of Gary Anderson's mouth there was like, just get this over and done with now because I've had enough of this. Yeah, the, the, the one, two, five was such a great effort. I was on the edge of my seat because how the two darts were lined up, there wasn't a way that it would miss it. Um, and then the deflection is just took it outside. But fair play to Clayton, the one, two, four was special um, first day in the night as well. And it, it was very, very well supported. It was another one that Johnny Clayton, obviously we've seen him a lot on the stage before with fans, but to see him now as a, a TV winner, and now to see what support he had, there was a lot, a lot of support in the room for Johnny Clayton tonight. It'll be interesting to see the rest of the week if that support continues for him. There was, and forgive me if this isn't correct, but it sounded like after Johnny's walk on, there was a few boos for Gary Anderson. Was there, was there a bit of a Welsh contingent in tonight that decided to back their man excessively? Yeah, there was, there was only two <laughs> players who there was any boos at all. Um, there was a few for Derry and there was a lot more for MVG, um, which was very surprising. But those were the only two players that there was any booze at all that I heard. Um, but yeah, there was a few for Derry Anderson as well. MVG, we've seen that in the past, but to see that for Gary Anderson, the, the crowd favourite that he is, surprises me a lot. Anyway, on to the final game of the night. Another crowd favourite, perhaps because of the walk-on and the the persona that we're so used to seeing from Snakebite, Peter Wright. Um, fans were back. Big walk-on was back. The World Championship darts were back. World Championship winning darts were back. Um, and Peter Wright was back on the winner's table, boys. 8-4 victory over James Wade. Effectively, not quite yet, but if results don't go their way tomorrow, they both could be mathematically eliminated. Um, Peter Wright playing the case of the spoiler as we thought he might, Charlie. Yeah, I mean, it, it's quite a, a surprise to not see Peter Wright changing his darts every um, every leg or so. Oh, he'll still change tomorrow, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. but he, he turned up with the Premier League, with the World Championship winning darts tonight. I thought the flights were a little bit bigger, the slightly more big wing. Stems a little bit longer and the points were definitely different. They look like something Kyle Anderson uses. Absolute javelins in those, but it'll change tomorrow. Don't worry. Sorry, where were you? Yeah, no, it'll be normal service resumed for him tomorrow where he's changing every five minutes. Um, but no, it was, it was good to see him get... I mean, I'm not I'm not a massive Peter Wright fan, but it was good to see him getting back to it um, and, and you know, throwing something like we've seen uh, in the past. He's had a pretty torrid um, tournament, really, but he's, he's, you know, sat rock bottom. And as we as we thought we, he might do, he might spoil the, 
the party and, and James Wade just again couldn't really get anywhere near to snake bite with you know 61 um 62% on the on the doubles it was a pretty decent job by uh, by Peter Wright and uh, you know maybe that's that's for more to come for the rest of the week yeah, Lee, like I said, these two are, are virtually not going to make the top four. They're, they're one result going against them away from, from being eliminated, basically. Um, Snakebite struggled with a shoulder injury throughout so far, tinkered with his darts, uh, gone back to these. Do you think these next three nights are him preparing for a match play that he so desperately wants? Because we know the Premier League is not a happy hunting ground. But we've seen him in the match play final before as well when he lost to Phil Taylor. That one goes on your ranking as well. And he wants to be above Michael Van Gerwen and he wants to go and catch Peter at Gerwin Pride. Do you think the next three nights he's going to be competitive because he's got that in his mind? It, yeah, it must be. There's nothing at the games he's got left to play other than individual motivation for those games, i.e. Dimmy, who was at his place last year. Uh, last night he's got MVG in potentially can stop MVG winning the lead, depending on how it falls off the next few nights. There isn't any other motivation that can really be there for Peter Wright um, other than preparing for the match play and what a big tournament it is for Peter Wright in a couple of months' time. So all the next few uh, next few day, nights, sorry, and then going into the Super Series is just preparation for me, for in making sure he's in the best possible position to go on and make sure he reaches the latter stages of that match play. Um, and I think there were stages of Peter Wright tonight where we looked like he was bat. And I know Charlie was saying there that he's not a fan, but it was good seeing bat. I am a fan and it was very, very good to see him bat at certain stages of that. Um, some of the darts were very bum smack band in the middle. There was stages where there was inconsistencies, but after the run he had um, previously, it is good to see him bat and He's definitely over the next three nights and we're picking up some points and um, disrupting that top four fight. If he plays the way he did tonight. A word then, boys, on James Wade before we look at the table and ahead to tomorrow. Um, I don't think it was a horrendous performance, but in comparison to the way he played in the, the previous block of three nights, the averages and the performances were so much better in that night, but didn't pick up any points um, tonight. It sounds dark, but they didn't feel like there was a lot of wading tonight. He missed a couple of opportunities. or, or, or His checkout percentage is four of nine because there's a couple of times where he didn't even get a dart at a double from a visit where he's on less than 100 to start with. And that is not very James Wade at all, Charlie. Yeah, I think there was, um, if I remember rightly, I think there was a double six um, that he missed maybe four or five at. Um, before Peter Wright cleaned up and the crowd were right on his back. Um, and that, that really just sort of showed, um, you know, the crowd were, were there and they were in the house. But yeah, it wasn't really weird. You kind of know what you're going to get with him. Um, what you see is what you get with James Wade. And it just wasn't really there, whether it didn't click tonight. Um, but I, again, you know, as we said in the previous game, I think he was beaten by the better man tonight. Um, but Peter Wright didn't really have to get out of um, out of second gear to beat James Wade, which is a shame. Um, but you know, again, the crowd were were on him, were on his on Wade's back, and it was uh, it, it was surprised that he didn't take it out in in typical Wade fashion. Yeah, as you said, he missed four in that leg. He missed double twelve, came inside. 
apologies, he missed five. All five of his missed starts were in the same leg, and it would have been for a break to get back at three apiece. Uh, never really recovered from there, did James. He was, he was perfect in every other leg that he played in when he finally got to a double. Um, but not so good there. Right, let's look at the Premier League table as it stands then. Nathan Aspinall is your leader overnight. He is on 17 points and a plus 20 leg difference. Uh, he heads Michael Van Gogh in the man he beat earlier. The man many are tipping to finish top of the Premier League once again. Um, after obviously he didn't make it there last year. He's also on 17 points, but a plus 16 leg difference after Nathan beat him earlier tonight. Uh, just behind those two in the top four, Jose de Souza, 16 points and a plus 14 leg difference. And Johnny Clayton, 16 points and a plus 11 leg difference. That leg difference come the end of the week could be massive. Uh, currently just missing out is the man who has not won in, he's won one in his last five, Dimitri Vandenberg, 15 points and a plus five leg difference. Uh, he needs to pick that up. He needs a big, big win in the next couple of nights if he's to get back in contention, in my opinion. Uh, Gary Anderson, 12 points, uh, now got a minus seven leg difference after that absolute toweling from Johnny Clayton. Um, he really needs six points if he's going to carry on. Uh, five would probably not be enough. Definitely not. Uh, James Wade is in seventh. He's on 11 points and minus five leg difference. And Peter Wright is in eighth place. He's also on 11 points, uh, but he's on a minus 12 leg difference. Um, tomorrow then, gents, or tonight, whenever you're listening to this, uh, night number 14, the fixtures are as follows. Uh, James Wade takes on Nathan Asmal in game number one. Uh, we were predicting big things for this on the live lounge last week. We we didn't expect the results to go the way they have done tonight and made this game far more significant than it may turn out to be now. Um, game number two, Johnny Clayton, Jose D'Souza. What a battle this could be. Arguably the most important game of the night as third takes on fourth. Um, a big win here for either one. Could possibly see them over the line already with two nights to go. Uh Third game of the night, Gary Anderson, Michael Van Gogh and the El Clasico of darts returns. And Gary Anderson will be desperate for those points. Michael Van Gogh will need to put tonight right in his mind. And we round off with that matchup of the former house guest, Peter Wright against Dimitri Vandenberg. Boys, you know what happens now. We're going to ask you for your predictions for each of those matches. Uh, game number one, James Wade, Nathan Aspinall. Lee, boys, I'm coming to you first. Nathan Aspinall, 8-5. Um, I, I just expect Asp to push on. From what I've seen tonight and the support he's, done, he's got tonight, I expect that to continue for the rest of the week. And I think a win tomorrow will cement his place in the top four and put him in a good position to go on and win the league. Um, so I'm going for 8-5, Nathan Aspinall. Pretty much we are. In previous years, we said 19 is the magic number. I'm not 100% sure that'll get you there, but chances are it may do if you've got a really, really good leg difference. It depends how many points the others take off each other. Um, Charlie, for yourself? I'm going to go Aspinall 8-4. Um, I expect him to, to do the job over James Wade um, pretty comfortably, really. And, you know, again, it, it, as it might come down to um, to leg difference on 
on sort of who finishes where. Um, it's going to be a big result for him, and he's he's he relished the crowd tonight. So I think you know that won't be an issue for him, and you know I expect him to to pick up a, a pretty comfortable win um, on 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 night fourteen. I am going to go for the draw. It's not enough for James to get him over the line. Um, but I think this is the sort of match where he absolutely loves a scrap. He loves being that little bit of an underdog. He loves sticking it to whoever doesn't enjoy watching him play or, or back to the person. I think he's got a spoiler performance in him yet now that he's got that free reign to do so. Uh, game number two, what an absolutely massive game this is. I've said it a couple of times now. Third versus fourth. The winner of this will move on to 18 points, arguably one away, potentially able to qualify on 18, depending on how results go for the rest of the week. It's the Welshman Johnny Clayton against the Portuguese man of scores, Jose de Souza. Charlie, where are you going with this one? I wish you'd gone to Lee first. <laughs> uh, yeah, um... You know how this works by now. We alternate every time and I get to sit at the back at the end and go, oh yeah, I like that. I'll pitch yeah, that. Yeah, I bet you do. Um, I would like to see a draw um, but I'm going to go 8-6 Johnny Clayton and that's all I'm going to say on that one I think Johnny Clayton will will get the job done just um, but from a neutral perspective I I would quite like to see a a great a great draw which with both players sat on doubles to to either win or, or to rescue a point Interesting Lee for yourself I'm hating myself already because right now, and for the last last time we spoke about this, and even before today, I was speaking to Joe earlier on. I was saying that Jose doesn't make the top four, but I think he's going <laughs> to win tomorrow. And I find it very hard to be winning tomorrow and not making the top four. So, do, you know the, do you know the Jeremy Clarkson smug face whenever he wins <laughs> or the James May victory dance? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just doing them now. Oh, cheers, mate. Uh, yeah. Uh, I am the less dull with Jose 8-5, and I'm making myself saying it, but, and that's nothing against Jose at all. But I just think that Jose's performance will be similar to tonight's, and we have seen some inconsistencies in Johnny Clayton. Um, and I think that Jose will take it, and I'm going to go 8-5. Um, and somehow, Jose isn't going to make the top four, but we win tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> Mad. You, you're doing a me last year where you just want these four to work and then you try and work out the permutations with the results you've then got to give for the next two nights and realise you done messed up but it's, yeah. it's fine, we forgive you, you you're still it's, new enough to this this is the Premier League, it's the big one um, no, there's, there's part of that as well that I'm, I'm trying to work out every result on Tuesday and Wednesday that made Thursday the best Thursday ever and that everyone's still got a little bit of a chance of making the playoffs well, that was the issue with tonight. Like, for the neutral and for the storylines that we can tell with what we do, James Wade winning earlier and Gary Anderson winning earlier left this wide open. Now we're effectively got a five-way shootout for the yeah. top four spots. Yeah, yeah. So it's all about position and wrapping it up as soon as possible and who is the fifth man that misses out or, or the one man that misses out, shall we say. Um, I think the players that miss out is going to be a shootout between Johnny Clayton and Dimitri Vandenberg. Given that Jose wins on this night. And when they do, they play each other last on night 16 for what I think will be a straight shootout to get into the top four in fourth position, which would be massive. 
absolute mint because the rest of the games will not mean anything. So we get three absolute dead rubbers and then one almighty game that you know won't quite deliver the level we expect because there's so much on it, but it will still be interesting nonetheless. But for this one, I'm going, Jose, I'm going to go for an eight. Five victory. Number three, back to you, Lee. The El Clasico, Gary Anderson, Mark Van Gerwen. Where are you going with this uh, one? MVG's going to bounce back. Um, he's not going to win the league, but he's going to bounce back tomorrow night and he's going to beat Gary Anderson. I am going to go for, quite convincingly, eight, four. Charlie? Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, MVG will get the job done uh, and he'll bounce back um, from uh, night 13's disappointment. And I'm going to go for 8-3 to the Green Machine. I'm stuck on this one. I really am. This is much like the James Wade-Peter Wright prediction that I made during the live lounge last week, and if Peter Wright turns up to play the spoiler, his shoulder's fixed and he's throwing the World Championship darts, which, by the way, he did. He could put a span in the works, James Wade making the top four. Tomorrow completely depends on the mentality of Gary Anderson. If he decides he is now effectively out of the running for the top four and the car is running the next three nights, we might not see the level of performance we've seen from Gannis. Because if you look at the averages over the last four Premier League nights now, three, ignore the 93, 104, 107, and 104 again. If he throws that tomorrow, I'm not convinced Van Gogh and sticks with him. Yeah, I'm going Gary. I'll go Gary 8-5. I was wondering how long you were sitting on that fence for then, Dob, and then he jumped up. <laughs> <and went through. laughs> I'm, I'm decisive. Don't worry about me. Final game of the night, Charlie, and you've got the difficult one again to come to first. Arguably, Peter Wright, Dimitri Vandenberg, after the performance we saw from Snakebite tonight, he's got the apprentice in his hands, has he? After Dimitri was his house guest over lockdown last year. Where are you going with this one? Um, If... It's, it's a tough one. I think if Peter Wright plays anywhere like he did tonight, I think he, he definitely beats Dimitri and, and Dimitri's not in the greatest form. Um, I'm going to go with Peter Wright to win the last game of the night and he's going to win it 8-6. Interesting, interesting. Boise, where are you going? Does Dimmy bounce back? Does he get just his second win in the last five games? Six yeah, games? I, think Pete, I think Peter Wright, he's going to be the spoiler over the next few nights in one, maybe two games, but I don't see it tomorrow. I think Dimmy wins and just... So I'm going to go with Charlie Little, though the full 14, but in Dimmy's favour, 8-6. I'm just looking, you know. Peter plays Dimitri and then he plays Johnny Clayton. If Jose D'Souza beats Johnny Clayton... Back-to-back victories for Peter Wright would put him level on points with Dimitri and one point behind Johnny Clayton in the hunt for that fourth spot. Interesting, interesting. And because of that, I I still want someone to come from behind. I still want one of Wright, Gando or Wade to still be in the hunt somewhere. So I'm going to use that to sway my pick. And I'm also going to back Snakey. And I'm going to say 
five. I think that's where I'm going with that one. And with that, boys, that wraps up night 13, review night 14, preview, and pretty much the Premier League daily. Thank you very much for joining us. Don't forget to head over to our YouTube channel to catch all of the interviews with tonight's winners or yesterday's winners, whenever you're listening to this podcast. Um, Don't also forget the Live League is Back in the morning, Paul Nicholson will be taking you through uh, Group A for day number two. Um, some superb darts so far today. Martin Wolfie Adams leads the pack after day number one. Uh, that field also includes Kevin Burnett, Robert Thornton, Richie Burnett. Um, some superb darts we've seen so far. Head over to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, catch up with our review, uh, with all the socials, with all the behind-the-scenes stuff, especially on Instagram, Jarla Feet and Phil Bars, both at the Marshall Arena in the media backstage area, hoping to get you as much content as possible. Um, and don't forget, we'll be back here with another daily podcast at the end of tomorrow night's play. Uh, don't forget to tune into that wherever you are on your favourite podcast provider. Thank you very much for listening, ladies and gents. And with that, good evening, good night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.